Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Forever Family series, where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Now let's join him for today's message. Turn over to Romans chapter 12. We're going to start at verse 3, and we're going to read Romans 12, 3 through 8. Today's title is Gifted. It's fun. In our household, sometimes we sit, we be sitting at the dinner table, and one of the kids would be like, all right, you can pick three superpowers. Which one you want? I get asked that, and I'm sitting here like, okay, like today you want to know what my three superpowers? This, this is my three. This is my three. You may think some of this is whack, but this is my three. My, my first one is I want to be an alpha telepath, meaning I'm, I'm going to be Professor Xavier level mind, right? Number two, invincibility. Can't hurt me. Number three, if I got both of them, I can fly. I'm saying all this, you sound like a big kid, but one of the things is when we started thinking about when I can reach my limitations, what if God souped me up to go beyond what I can naturally do? Let me tell you something, Christian. You actually have that. You actually have a superpower and don't even know it. And it's called a spiritual gift. For each of you who've placed faith in Jesus Christ, you have been gifted by the Holy Spirit to now do certain things to the glory of God that you and your natural talent and skills can't do. You have the ability empowered by the Spirit that you may bear fruit that on your own, you can't do it. You can't do it. Now, I know we all sitting there like, well, I, I wish God gave me a superpower. I can just go fly. That is not what he gave you because he don't want you doing that for your glory. You be showing off. He says he has gifted each of us. But you know what the kicker is? This, this, this is where it gets messed up because we talk about which ones we prefer or which ones we like and which ones, if we had the choice, we would choose When it comes to the economy of God, when it comes to how the Holy Spirit works, we don't get to choose our gifts. The gifts are distributed. You think about it, we have a distribution of the gifts. And they don't necessarily always be what we want. We come to Christ and it's like, all right, Lord, I read about, heard about these these, these, these Holy Ghost gifts. Some of these gifts the Holy Ghost give. All right, Lord, I want that one and that one. And we've missed how the Holy Spirit works. We see right here, he speaks about this distributed measure of faith. For everyone who's placed faith in Jesus Christ, he's speaking to believers. And he's speaking about this distributed measure of faith. It's not about saving faith. This measure is speaking towards the gifts that go along according to those who've placed faith in Jesus Christ. That is what this is. And he's saying it's the Spirit chooses it. Why do I say the Spirit chooses? I want you to go over, go to the, to the right and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to go back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can't take a class and learn a spiritual gift. You can't deserve or earn a spiritual gift. You can't beg God and he give in to giving you a particular gift that you want. It says that the Holy Spirit distributes as he wills. The Holy Spirit 
is sovereign and who he's given what. And all the gifts come from one spirit. They're all different. And yet, it's for the same purpose, the same spirit, the same glory. So don't think as one gift as better than another one. Don't think as a spiritual gift as inferior to others. Because by faith in Jesus Christ, whatever the Lord has given you, the Holy Spirit is omniscient. The Holy Spirit has the full mind of God. In the Holy Spirit's omniscience, in the Holy Spirit's all-knowingness, the gift you got was intentionally given to you by this one spirit. Don't minimize what God has placed in you. Don't minimize what God has given you. Don't minimize. He says that the all-knowing spirit is the one that gives them. So embrace what he gives you. If you've placed faith in Jesus Christ, you have at least one. You have at least one. And so when understanding that the Holy Spirit has given you one, the next question is the determination of the gifts. How do we determine what we got? You know, how, how, how do we know? And when you think about this, when you determine what something is, there's some investigation, right? You know, when uh, uh, recently there was a discovery over in uh, the Qumran area, what's known to be the Qumran area over in Israel, and they found some more what they call uh, some more Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, and they brought in, brought in scholars and archaeologists, and they were trying to determine what exactly are we looking at, how are we to understand it. We, we do that all the time. If something is found, you know, in the grass, you're trying to, what, what is this? You know, you, you're trying to look at it. If, if, if there's, when they find things in the ocean, and you pull it out. Matter of fact, even in our ignorance, we pull some shells out the ocean, we at the beach, and you be looking at it, you trying to determine what it is, what, what kind of, you know, Thing was in it? Was it a conch shell? What, what, what kind of shell? You know, we, 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 we got to determine what it is. We do that in every area of life. Well, the same is true when it comes to spiritual gifts. There is some investigation. There is some testing. There is some kind of working things out because sometimes you may think it's one and you'll discover in the process, mm, I don't have that gift. So when it comes to these gifts... We have to, it is important that we learn, that we figure out what God has given us. And it's a lot of ways in which this happens. I want us to read a, another scripture together. I want you to go over in 1 Peter chapter 4. We're just going to look at two verses in there. 1 Peter chapter 4, in verse 10 and 11, it says, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. The reason I had us read that is I want you to see these three different areas where gifts are spelled out and what gifts are. I'm going to say something that's going to mess somebody up today. You may have heard me say this before. If you haven't, you're going to hear me say it now. Notice that you didn't read in the scriptures, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Peter chapter 4, 10, 11. 
Notice what didn't come up as a spiritual gift. Did y'all read singing as a spiritual gift? People are like, oh, they, they got the spiritual gift. I want, they can sing. No, singing is not a spiritual gift. Playing instruments is not listed as a spiritual gift. It's a skill. It's a talent. But then there's purpose within how those things are being used because you know what you can do? You can sing to the glory of Satan himself. You can play instruments and glorify the devil. So that doesn't determine if it's a gift from God. What determines if a gift from God is how it's being used to the building of the body of Christ to the glory of God. And where that particular skill or gift is empowered spiritually from the list that we have in the scriptures to know how it builds the body of Christ and the name of Jesus is glorified. So you may have this talent or this skill for singing, but it, the spiritual gift behind it that is used to the glory of God is that it's used in the side of maybe the gift of exhortation. Where through singing, the body of Christ is being exhorted to trust God and to follow the Lord and to be steadfast and walk in faithfulness to Jesus Christ. That's where the spiritual empowerment comes from, not just the talent. Because talent, you can go out there and make a whole lot of money with talent and never give Jesus glory. The Holy Spirit distributes the gift and it's by the word of God that we're able to know what the gifts are so that we may know how to use them. And now I have something that I think can help us out that I, I'm going to show you all. I don't want you to use this. These are broad categories, okay? And we're not going to walk through each particular gift. That may be something we do in a Bible study. But right now I want you to look at there are kind of three major categories when we talk about spiritual gifts. And the first one is serving gifts. The servant gifts contribute to the needs of others. We see in the list service, giving, leading, showing mercy, administration, message of wisdom, knowledge, faith. Now, notice that faith right there. That's not saving faith. What's interesting is within those who have placed faith in Jesus Christ, there is another level of faith that's given by the Holy Spirit that we all don't have. You ever notice somebody that be trusting God for stuff? You be like, I love Jesus, but I don't see it. I got a brother right now that's telling me some stuff that he believed God has told him. And when I look at the situation and I have him share every bit of information that he can with me, I'm sitting there on the phone or on FaceTime and I'm looking like, man, I, I, I don't see it. But if God do it, I'm going to give God glory. And I chalk it up, maybe he got this spiritual gift of faith. You know, he, he, he got this spiritual gift where he like, no, God going to move that mountain. Where I'm sitting there like, yeah, I know God can move it, but I don't know if he wants to right now. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Forever Family, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Go to daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org to give and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. 
It might be where I am. But then we need that brother. We need that sister like, no, no, God going to move this mountain. And he, and he or she is praying on our behalf for God to move that mountain. And when God moved that mountain, we like, hallelujah. Thank you for asking for that because I wasn't trusting God that much. That's a, that's a spiritual gift. These gifts of serving. Now, there is some overlap. I want you to see. Did you, did you notice that administration? In 1 Corinthians 12, 28, like, you know how much that's needed? I have some gifted people around me to administrate things within the church. Because for the most part, I'm a studier and I like to run my mouth. That's what I do. I got speaking gifts. We're going to look at those in a minute. That's my gift. I can speak. And if you don't believe it, hang out with me a little longer. Speaking gifts, communicating instruction, prophecy, teaching, exhorting, tongues. That tongues are as languages. A lot of times it's gotten so kind of churchy with really languages. Interpreting languages, interpreting tongues. These are speaking gifts. These give instruction. We see even in Acts when Jewish believers were encountered... <laughs> When, when, when the men traveled with Peter to Cornelius, God had orchestrated the whole thing in Acts chapter 10. And he got there, and when the Holy Spirit came in, they started speaking in languages. And like, people were like, they must, they're like, we understand them. So we know at least one language they were speaking in was Hebrew. Another one, these Gentiles probably started speaking in Arabic because those are the languages they spoke. And they're like, hold on, we hear these cats glorifying God in, in languages we know. They, 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 these are, so it's not, it's not just some... It's not a babble. It's a language, but they are speaking gifts. They communicate. And then you have the third category where we talk about it could be called sign gifts. Demonstration of divine power, healing, miracles, distinguishing spirits, tongues, and interpreting tongues. All these things are categorized from the standpoint. You see, there is some overlap, but these are sign gifts. This is a demonstration of divine power where God moves in a way that there is no human explanation. There is no human. Uh, we look at uh, one of my greatest testimonies is when my dad's surgeon literally wrote in his chart and said, miracle patient. Because while it was interesting, I, 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 my dad's surgeon was, he, he, not was, he is a believer. He is a believer. But I did notice he was talking to us when my dad was preparing for that 10-hour surgery. He was talking to us in ways that was really preparing us to not see my daddy again. Like, like he, he was being real. He was speaking about all he was going to do. But he was like, it, it, it gets to the point that that's, that's all I can do and we just have to see what's going to happen. And he was very clear not to give us any promises that we would see our dad again. And when dad pulled through like he did, he wrote in the chart, miracle patient. He recognized that his limitations were at one point and there was nothing else he could do. And all signs, and if, and if you don't, if, 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 when you, when my dad is actually going to be preaching again in July. And I praise God right here. He's going to be here in the house. And I can't wait because we never thought my dad would be preaching again. My daddy coded twice. Literally, that means he died. On the table, and they brought him back. Miracle patient. The doctors and the nurses and all those, some that weren't even believers, they were like, we can't believe it. And I was like, to God be the glory. Sign gifts, showing 
God's activity. And these are not meant for us to show off or show how close to God we are. Did you know that? It's not for us to receive the glory. See, there is an intention of the gifts. There is an intention for the gifts. There is a reason that we have these gifts. There's purpose behind these gifts that God gives us. When you buy something, when you buy an appliance, there is a, truth be told, we like Harley. Most of the population never reads the little pamphlet on there. But there's, there's some things in there that speak about uh, intended use. You know, some of us, the, 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 the appliance break, and we try to take it back to the store, and we get to tell them, I said, well, I was trying to do this, and they're like, uh, that, that wasn't an intended purpose, so we're not going to refund. You'd be like, oh, man, we're trying to use stuff for stuff we don't even, I mean, but when it comes to its intended use, then if you got to take it back, they'll receive it and give you a refund or replace it. Why? Because things are made Things are designed, things are developed, you know, with intention. You know, you're not, you're not supposed to get a toaster oven and put a sock in there, you know, some socks to warm them up to try to dry them. And all of a sudden, they catch on fire and burn up, and you're like, man, it's so sorry, toaster oven. No, it's made, it's, it's made to make toast. Possibly, you know, cook one of them little hot pockets or a pizza or something, you know. Intended purpose. Holy Spirit gives us these gifts for purpose to build up the body of Christ. That we may walk and fulfill the mission of being the salt of the earth, the light of the world, of being the pillars of truth. We make God known in the world, and we do so by fulfilling all the responsibilities and intention God has given us in exercising these gifts. And as we exercise these gifts, he tells us how he wants us to do it. And the first one in here is in humility. When we were in Romans chapter 3, he started off right here at 11. He walks by what God has done, chapters 1 through 11. All that God has done. We get to chapter 12 and he says, based on all God has achieved, all of who we are in Christ. He says, let's, let's, let's do what's reasonable. Let's, let's give our spiritual worship, which is we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. We do so so that we may know and walk in God's will. Right after he says all that, he says, look, now, knowing this, knowing what God has done, based on God's mercy, as you offer your body as a living sacrifice, as you grow in knowing the perfect, the perfect will of God, don't think so much of yourself now. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. We've spoken about this before when we talk about the difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance is on that side of you think more highly of yourself than you should because you have been saved. You didn't save yourself. You have been gifted. You didn't work for what you have when it comes to spiritual gifts. Therefore, don't thank you all that. So, and, 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 
When I talk about we, we like to weigh or value certain things, we think that the person behind the scenes that you never see that's working the administrative side of the church is not as cute or as important as the person on the microphone teaching the Word of God. Let me tell you something. Y'all like these microphones we use? You like this AC that we sitting in? You like these lights and these screens and this streaming? If it's not for administration, bills ain't getting paid, stuff ain't getting, we not getting purchased, and we be sitting outside in the parking lot hot. We need all of it. We need all of it. Every last one of them, it says that serving, serving as a spiritual gift. We're all called to serve, but you notice there's some people that you ain't got to ask them to do nothing. They just got a heart. They, got a, they just got a heart to help. And it's major because sometimes we need the help. And the person that's scheduled to help either late or not here, and they counsel. And all of a sudden, you got that person that's gifted. They just handling business. And you're like, praise the Lord for that sister. Because if they didn't, it's a gift. It's not a burden. It's not a problem. They seek, they seek it out. They, they constantly, what you need, what you need, what you need. And you don't realize how vital that is. But that's, that's, that's humility. Understanding who we are in the body of Christ. Understanding the member that we are. Understanding the gifts we have. And walking out, out knowing it's all important and we do so secondly humility number one secondly we are good stewards of it that's what we read in that first peter chapter four he's speaking about this unity and he says be good stewards of it that means manage the gifts we have well when we talk about stewardship we're talking about managing whatever god gives us how well do we implement it how well do we handle it do we waste it do we overextend it? He says, handle it well. So whatever God has given you, and let me tell you something. Some of us, all of us have at least one. Some of us have a few more. None of us have all of them. And that's what keeps us humble because that means we need one another. We need one another. We all have one. Some have a few. None have all. Jesus was the only one that walked in the fullness of the gifting of the Holy Spirit. We need each other in the body of Christ, which leads to the third one is selfless. We're selfless with it. What do you say in verse 7 in First uh, uh, Corinthians 12? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read, I want to look at it. First Corinthians 12, verse 7, he says, A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. Meaning we walk these things out for the purpose that all of us benefit, all of us are served, all of us grow. It's not for the benefit of certain people within the body. It's for all of us. This is why it's important for you to understand that you're gifted, y'all. As I said at the beginning, you know, we, we all can fall guilty when it comes to looking at superheroes and superpowers and which ones we like the most and which ones we prefer. And that can happen also when we read through these spiritual gifts and be like, yeah, I want that one and I want that one. Let me tell you something. All of us who've placed faith in Jesus Christ, no matter how old or young, if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you woke up today with a superpower. What you doing with it? You, you just holding it in your back pocket. 
Are you sitting on it? Or are you using it? Do you want to know what it is? We have some things that we can give. There are certain tests. Some of us, we've taken these before. There are certain kind of test quizzes. They're not infallible, but they help kind of determine what God may be doing. And one of the major ways in learning and discovering what your spiritual gift is, is just start serving in an area in the church. Start doing something. You may find out, yeah, that ain't it. But in the midst of it, that spiritual gift may manifest itself in ways you never imagined and you find and the church finds. Sometimes God may use one of us that God quickens in us. God helps one of us within the body recognize what God has deposited in you. The measure that God has given, the portion that he's given to you. And from there you start to walk in it. But you, you got to get, gotta get involved. You got to get in the game. You got to get going. You can't sit on the sideline. You can't just be a spectator. You're gifted. And, I, and y'all have heard me say this before. You're gifted. And let me tell you something. You are important. And we need you. You're gifted. Walk in your gift. Thrive in your gift. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series, Forever Family, where we learn how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to donate to Point Ministries today and request your copy of the Forever Family sermon series on MP3. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.